Welcome to the Speak Like a Leader podcast with John Bates. Welcome to the show. With me today is someone whose electrons, at least, are coming halfway around the globe. Uh, this is a gentleman that I really just resonated with right off the bat. And uh, when you hear him, I think you'll see why I did resonate with him so much and still do, why I'd want him to be here to talk with us. And his name is Bruce Ross. And uh, you can find him. His website is flowpreneur.co, C-O, F-L-O-W-P-R-E-N-E-U-R.co. He is a transformational leadership coach, which I think is one of the things that we connect on. And on LinkedIn, you can find him at linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Bruce S. Ross. So, and Bruce is coming to us uh, from New Zealand right now. Is that right, Bruce? Absolutely. Yes, you can tell by my accent, I'm not American. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, we won't hold it against you if you don't hold it against us. How's that? Yeah, deal. Okay. So, and where in New Zealand are you, Bruce? Uh, if anyone knows it, I'm in the North Island. I'm in a, a, an area called the Bay of Plenty, and uh -huh. it is probably... It's close to California in terms of the weather. There's a surf beach called Mount Maunganui, very similar to uh -huh. the, the California. Not quite as warm, but there's uh -huh. citrus trees. I'm in a rural area. There's citrus trees and there's yeah. kiwi fruit and avocados. And it's a very um, bay. Of, it's plentiful. Yeah, I mean, it's it sounds like it. I it's, it's definitely one of my dreams to come eat kiwi fruit like in New Zealand. You know, so. Maybe one day COVID will allow us to travel again or the lack of COVID will get somehow get over this. But uh, in the meantime, I, I would love to talk a little bit with you about leadership and your extensive experience working with top leaders, forward thinking leaders on transformation, on being up to big things in the world and what makes the difference in their results at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Because sure. we're not getting paid by the hour, you know? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, so Bruce, what is kind of, when I say leadership communication, what comes to your mind? Ha. The first thing that comes to mind is communication from oneself to oneself. Very so good. The, the sense of integration. I, I couldn't agree more. The sense of integration, because if I want to speak to you and I'm feeling discombobulated or I'm feeling disconnected, then what comes across, even though the words may make sense, they don't quite land. You don't yeah. get it. So there's two parts yeah. there's two parts of communication. There's my intent and then there's the impact. So I could have my intention is I've got to get information across, but the impact is it could be informational from your end. You've got the information, but has it actually landed? Have you felt it? Have you have yeah. has, have I connected with and to you so there's yeah. two, two parts so whilst i can think i've done a great job because i've stood up in a meeting and i've shared information or shared from my perspective it's not so much what i've shared it's what the people walk away with when they walk out the door right so if i can take you know it, yeah. Sorry, Karen, Karen. Yeah, please no 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 please okay if i could take that one step further um yeah 
because I believe that what lies at the core of leadership is, in fact, energy. It's it's a different approach than most people. Uh, what do I mean? Mm. So when we have high energy levels, think, you know, I'm, I'm, my arms are spread wide at the moment. Our thinking does this. So we yeah. can think more broadly. We're more intuitive, more perceptive, more confident, more relaxed, more authentic, more able yeah. to take the hits. We're, we're a better selves. Yeah. When yeah. our energy level is low, we are disconnected from ourselves, disconnected from others. We are more blamey. We withdraw. It, well, we go one of two ways. We either withdraw and avoid or we explode, uh, implode or explode. And so when it comes to leadership, you literally can't lead if your energy level is low. If your energy level is high, then I'm feeling relaxed in myself. I can feel more open. And that's what people pick up on. So what yeah. happens with communication, because communication, yes, there's the words piece. And then they say that, I don't know, it's, you probably know better than I do, something like two-thirds is body language. Well, it's not just the body language. You're actually picking up my energy, yes, in my body language, but you're picking up where yeah. I'm coming from, how I'm located in myself as I say it, um, how yeah. relaxed or not. And you take your cue from that. So th yes. there's a heck of a lot around communication, but this whole energy piece I think is fundamental uh, because just for our own well-being, let alone because the job of a leader is to give energy. Yeah. The job of your followers is to suck your energy. And so therefore, you've got to have energy to give. Therefore, you need to know where you're losing energy and how to top up with high-quality energy. But that's a slightly different conversation than communication. But I just want to put that context yeah. So when you said to me about communication, I think the first place is how energized are you in yourself? How relaxed, how open, how connected, how uh, clear are you? And then from that yep. place, you can you can connect with other people. Yeah. So being clear with yourself and managing your energy is the first step yes. to a yes. great communication outcome. Correct. Correct. So one of the things that I say in my training a lot is that I, I mean, it's a story that I share about how I was always really interested in checking the box. I said it, and I really wasn't very interested in checking the box. They got it. I even know about that box. Right. But boy, I would check the box. I told you so I said it, I told you so all day. Yeah. That didn't get me the results I wanted. What, what really altered everything in terms of my results was when I realized that that's what I'd been doing. And I took on the challenge of not checking the box. I said it, that doesn't get me anything reaching over there and checking the box. I landed it. Nice. Nice. Good to see. And I think, yeah. and I think that I couldn't do that till I was clear. And I think that was part of what was getting in my way was that I was just not clear about my messages and where I was coming from. Um, so, and I'd love to hear a little bit more from you about this whole concept of managing your energy. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what are, what are some of the key things that you see in the leaders that you work with where they're, you know, I, I mean, I guess the obvious question would be how do people most regularly mismanage their energy and what could they do to manage it better? Yeah, absolutely. So at one level, um, there's a, there's almost like the basics, energy basics. What do I mean by that? Well, there's sleep. Absolutely crucial. Yeah. There's hydration. Yep. And and you referred to your new hydration regime before we started. Um, we need yes, yes. <laughs> we need lots of water, absolutely. <laughs> um, right yep. food, nutrition, exercise, breath work, 
I mean, those are, if you like, those are the basics. And they yeah. will give you a good amount of energy. That said, I've still met and work with depressed, fit people. So they yeah. go to the gym, they, they still work out, they eat good food, but there's still something else. Yeah. So when what we're looking at and what I'm interested in is how to maintain peak mental and emotional states. So yeah. in terms of energy, um, I think a general consideration, I call it um, energy intelligence. We need to ask and answer three questions. The first question is, what leaks my energy? Second question is, how do I top up with the best quality energy? Because we can top up with fast food type energy, but it's only got a very short shelf life. And then the third is, how do I optimize? So the first one is, let's assume for a moment you've got exercise, you've got the sleep, you've got you know those routines in place. Mm-hmm. Then the I, I mean, that's already kind of a high bar. Like yeah. you said, sleep, <laughs> hydration, food, exercise, and breath work as if those are foundational <laughs> already. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I want to hear where you're going to go with this, but I want to dig into that for just a second. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, let's say that someone that's listening is not really super focused on sleep, hydration, food, exercise, and breath work. Yeah. Like uh, not to sidetrack us. Cause I'm interested in going where, where, where you're going, yeah. but what, what would you say to someone just in a quick conversation about that stuff, you know, why it's worth it and maybe a place to start even. Okay. Well, the place to start, the place to start is go to someone who's incredibly sick or recall when you've been incredibly sick and then you appreciate what you got. So it's almost like we need to be shocked out of complacency. Um, Yeah. Sleep is something that we can do something about. Sleep is it's like the the silver. If there was a silver bullet, it's the silver bullet. It's better than any supplement you can ever get. Um, it is. It, we don't understand fully what sleep is, but yeah. it's highly restorative. Yeah. And yeah. Th- there's so much around at the moment that, that whatever yeah. sleep you're getting, add another half hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I just really want to like say amen brother to that because what you said, like it's fundamental and it's, it's better than the best vitamins. It's better than all these other things that I think people try to substitute for sleep. Mm -hmm. And I almost died finding out the hard way that really not. Yeah. I almost died of an auto autoimmune disease. I lost my company. We'd raised over $80 million. And then we went out of business in the dot-com crash. And I almost died of an autoimmune disease. And it turns out that I, I believe that an enormous piece of that was that I had not been sleeping enough for about two, three years doing this company. And I was playing that self-righteous game of like, I slept less than you did last night. So I win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's not a game that I ever want to win again. That was a losing game to win, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the, the, there are biological elements that we really must learn to dance with, live with, not fight. And sleep, as you've yeah. just gone through, sleep is, is one. The hydration piece, um, hydration, I mean, we are whatever it is, two thirds liquid anyway. Um, yeah. But also, just look at Earth in space, and that's us. Yeah, right? absolutely. But the other thing, too, I just found out the other day that makes absolute sense is one of the greatest um, 
an, an antithesis to inflammation, which is pretty much most disease, is oxygen. Yeah. Oxygenation of the cells, oxygenation throughout the body. And of course, uh -huh. H2O, every time you drink water, there's oxygen in that. And so that's another way of thinking about it. If you want to, um, if you want to have a dull head, like a, a, um, a hangover head, don't drink. Don't drink water. Yeah. Because there you are in the afternoon. Yeah. You're, try, you're trying to think or trying to be creative from a sludge head. Drink yourself some yeah. water and then you'll notice a difference immediately. So even that, yeah. and I know that's quite challenging. So it's one of those things you've got to – right now, I've just got yeah. my liter of water in yeah, front I, of me. As you I see. love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's great. <laughs> Well, and you know, I just, I just switched over this hydration commitment I mentioned to you. It's because I, I was reading somewhere and it made a lot of sense to me. Sleep is dehydrating because you're yeah, laying yeah. there for eight hours breathing, yeah. you know, yeah. and not drinking anything. So for me to wake up and look, I love having a nice cup of coffee, you know, I drink, drink half calf and put a little, you know, soy milk in there and, you know, yeah. but if I, I was starting that way and that's, that's dehydrating, right? That coffee yeah, is, yeah. is, is, uh, it's going to pull some water out and that's okay if there's water to pull out. But I, so I've started coming downstairs with my coffee and a big old thing of like herbal tea yeah. and I drink a glass of water first thing and then have my coffee and then follow up with some herbal tea all day so that I'm just keeping myself hydrated in it. If I feel vastly different yeah absolutely absolutely and you'll notice it too in terms of um I, I do a bit of running and if i haven't uh kept up with the water when i go for a run my joints are and, I, and that's just a, a, a for me causal effect yeah. i haven't had yeah. water because of course you sweat it out when you run um, yeah you feel it in the joints well and and, and inflammation being a, a side effect of being dehydrated like that makes that that, that seems in like it touches my intuition that there's some truth to that yeah yeah so now breath work breathing uh -huh. okay like you said right. exercise and breath like okay all where right can we start with that yeah <laughs> all right so at one level you say oxygenation great because you're getting oxygen into the body that's that's the the great way to do it so breath work the interesting thing is that um in terms of stress it's in the the, one of the sources, of, well, the, the primary source of stress is in the head. It's how we think about things, either a yeah, painful yeah. past or a fearful future. So it's thoughts. Yeah. Um, what breath work is at one level is where you follow your breath into your body and then out again and where in your body do you feel it, you know, in the back of your throat or whatever. Now, what that does mm -hmm. is it puts your focus into your body, which takes it out of the head, which is de-stressing. But the other thing, too, yeah. is that when you breathe out slowly, so you've got two breaths. You've got the in-breath and the out-breath. The in-breath triggers the sympathetic nervous system. So you think in, contracts, um, the constriction, there's a constriction. And basically, the sympathetic nervous system is, a, is an agitation constriction system. So it, it tightens things up, ready for action. And then the out-breath is the parasympathetic or the rest and repair or the rest and relax, rest and digest nervous system so this is why they say if you want to relax you breathe in but breathe out for twice three four times as long and it and what that does do yeah. it tells the brain well if he's taking a long time to breathe out he must be relaxed and so it relaxes the head yeah. so there is a direct link at that very basic level and so there's a yeah. variety of breath work i mean there's hundreds of them um yeah. there's, there's a thing called box breathing which the seals use i don't know if you've heard of it but you can yep, yep. Look on youtube and you know four in 
in for two, in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four, and then five, yeah. six, seven, eight, etc. Um, yeah. There is breath work through the nose, so you block one no- nostril, you breathe in, you block it, and then breathe out. I mean, there's a whole range. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you have got Wim Hof, his breath. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and certainly um, as you start to build up, you know, that's one of my processes in the morning. There's a half hour version, so I listened and did it this morning and. When you're in that, you know, you breathe so much, you're just sitting there, hold your breath, and you go, wow, this feels great. So there's a good feeling factor, but it also – Is that Wim, Wim Hof that you're talking about? Yeah, that the That 30 minutes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you're, yeah, so you do a 30-minute breath work Wim Hof-based thing in the morning. In this the morning you did that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I'm, I'm so glad I asked because I think that you – you just got to the core components of why, you know, it doesn't have to be yoga. It doesn't have to be Ashtanga. Like it's, it's just the fact that your, your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nervous system, relaxing you, de-stressing, getting the oxygen in. I, I like, I think that's just really fabulous. So, so now that we have that base, <laughs> right? That yes. basis. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So on the assumption that you're doing those things and that's there, but we're still uh, surrounded by challenging slash threatening environments. So COVID mm-hmm. is an obvious example where we walked into a massive worldwide uncertainty. Yeah. And so now what we're talking about is how we think. And so the thing that leaks the energy the most, the primary uh, leaker of energy is our thinking and it's the meaning that we make of any situation and a lot of people say that's the inner critic of the monkey mind and it happens at the semi and the subconscious levels so we, we typically aren't aware of the thought process but we are aware of the feeling the, the agitation yeah yeah uh, the anxiety the worry the stress now what i've found because i went down the route of the meditation the yoga the stretching the breath work and so on um, and that is fantastic and that works, but it's slow and it's general. What I'm interested in and what I teach is fast and specific. So it's a science-based proce- backed process where you're actually mm. able to unentangle those emotional tripwires, specific emotional tripwires, yeah. which suck your energy. So let me give you an example. Mm. Um, there was a, a barrister. So she's a lawyer. She's uh, an appellate. So she's into appeals. She had decided, she's a third generation lawyer. She had decided to be great, not just be good, to be great. Doing it for 15 years and getting increasingly better at it, but had recently been ripped apart by a judge who was obviously in a bad mood and, and really publicly just eviscerated her, just tore into her. Now, as a result of that, it crushed her confidence. So clearly there's something going on in her head going, oh no, I don't know if I'm up for this anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. That had all sorts of physical impacts on her so she was um worried she was second guessing herself self-sabotaging because she wouldn't get on to uh, procrastinating she wouldn't get onto files she'd get home she was distracted so she wouldn't be a good parent so she felt guilty etc etc so it's a yeah feedback loop absolutely so when i asked her about well what specifically went on in you at the time when you had that situation with that judge she was telling me what were the thoughts under the surface, and it was things like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Oh, I'm hopeless. Um, I'll never be any good. And then it came out, I am a failure. So, in fact, 
what she hadn't realized was going on in her head. And in fact, that was the instruction from her head to her body that I am a failure. And consequently, if that's the, because the brain is a goal achieving machine, I'm a failure. Okay, well, I'll create the environment where you are a failure. And so that was, she was struggling to continue under that barrage of I'm a failure. Now, there's actually a deeper truth that sits underneath that. And this is what it helped her discover for herself. And what it was, was in fact, because she wants to be in the appeals work, which is far sharper than anyone and everyone else, she had to be sharper, had to see into the crevices and and, and, uh, cracks that other people hadn't, that in fact, the judge doing that to her was exactly the very thing that she needed to become very sharp. So steel against steel, it was a sharpening her up. So what we're able to invert was that rather than that critical thinking of I'm a failure was this is great because I am becoming sharper by that in that adversarial situation. Now, that's just one one example, but that was a very specific one. Disentangled it from that and she was able to flow on. So just to try and give you an example. Yeah, it's a great example. It's a great example. And it brings to me, it brings to mind for me what we started with, which is you've got to be clear with yourself and you must. And I think part of that is not just what you're saying to yourself in terms of what you're then going to say to the people that are following you or whatever, but being clear, like on much deeper levels about what's going on and these unconscious semi-conscious stories that we're telling ourselves in these unconscious semi-conscious beliefs that are getting in our way and Mm. like there's so much to unravel and i think it's it it feels to me like um you know uh like all that stuff gets concentrated the bigger the leadership level gets you know yeah um like the more people that are depending on you the more budget the more it matters to the world like all that stuff gets concentrated and it can either move someone forward or really slow them down. Yeah. So I, 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 the the analogies that I have is that you can be an energy colander, which is like a, my mind is like a sieve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or an energy chalice. And so I think it's two things. We need to know how, how to plug the holes that are sapping the energy so that, that, limiting belief thing but also how do we get top quality energy coming in and that's where that's to my perspective there is clearly there's energy around us there's energy in nature there's energy in um, the sun i mean there's energy all around us how do we plug into that and so not meaning to be woo woo but i think we all walk around at one point we're all connected to the tree of life that is inside our mother's womb via the, the umbilical cord that got cut so we're now still walking around with a, an extension cord looking to plug into where energy is. Now, we do it in the evening. We go to sleep at night, so we plug into the, the great plasma and we get energy from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But consciously, how do we plug into eternal energy or great supply of energy? And I think we do that yeah. through a, a purpose statement. So yeah. I help people with a three-to-five-word three purpose statement, why three-to-five, easy to remember. And I'll give you an example of how potent that can be. Um, I call it a resonant. It's got to be a resonant because everyone can come up with a vision statement or, or a mission statement, and it can be quite intellectual. But for me, it's got to be resonant, and which means yeah. every cell in your body resonates. Yeah. So 
I was working with a lady. She was in her late 40s. She'd been a dedicated, pur- purposeful mother, meaning she had she dedicated herself to being a fantastic mother, and she was, but her two yep. daughters left home. So she found herself drifting at a loose end. So we went through this process, and she came up with the phrase, gracefully relentless. <laughs> That's great. And so, I love that. And so you and I can look at that and go, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a po- poetic melody to those words. Well, I'm not quite sure what that, you know, what does it mean? Now, it doesn't matter what we think. It's that it resonated for her. Now, three years later, she came back to me and said, do you remember that exercise we went through? And I said, yes. She said, do you remember the phrase? And I went, no. She said, well, let me show you something. And she pulled up her, her sleeve of her blouse and she had it tattooed on her forearm. That's what I mean by what? resonant. So yeah. it, was, it just so resonated with her. So that was a reference point for her. Yeah. That was her true yeah. north. And at any point, she could say, how close or far am I from that? Now, the reason I'm bringing this yeah. up, because you're talking about, as a CEO, has more and more responsibility. How do you tap into or how do you stay connected to high energy is that you need to have those sorts of blueprints or those points of structure or need to be able to plug yourself in directly because that is your yeah. true north. When you're in that space, if you talk out from that place, you're in a powerful place and people that's communication, people get it. When you yep. plug into that place, you're now plugged into intuition. You're now plugged into perception, insight that you wouldn't otherwise get access to. So it's certainly yep. very helpful in terms of retaining your intactness for a CEO with greater and greater responsibility. So I think you need the two. You need, well, in fact, you have a purpose statement, resonant purpose, and then drops down, you have resonant identities. And yeah. that's... You know, so what are you as a leader? What you need to have a resonant identity. Anyway, that's we're starting yeah. to get into. So, what? So you know, I'm because I'm sitting here overlaying this on myself, right? Which I think is kind of what I'm supposed to do, and everybody else listening. And um, I will say, first of all, gracefully relentless. Yeah, is fabulous. Like. I can see why she'd get that tattooed. I like that. I think I might write that down and just put it on my wall for a little while and get some of that on me. Right. And um, and you know, so I I think I have one of those. But before I get to it, I I will say that I I I really really just experienced I think what you're saying recently because I just am coming off last week. Uh, I'm the official pitch coach for the Cisco Global Problem Solver Challenge. And wow. you can Google that. And it's really, really cool. Wow. And we've been they've been doing that for about five years. And I've been the pitch coach for about three. And we went from, you know, I mean, I think a couple hundred applicants. I'm not sure what the last year's numbers were. But this year, there were 1,700 applications and 93 semifinalists, which is just way beyond anything ever. And so I, I was just not sleeping enough because we were doing so many pitch coaching sessions for these, for these folks. And it was fabulous and it was ins- inspirational. But boy, I woke up on Friday morning before a five-hour session with like, you know, 10 minutes per person or something wow. or per group. Yeah. And, and I was tired and I was laying in bed and I was feeling a little grumpy that the alarm clock had gone off and then I had to get up. And then I reminded myself 
of why I do this. Yeah. And, and I yeah. really, I said, I get to make a difference for the people that make a difference. Yep. And I imagined all the people that I had already been so inspired by. And I leaped out of bed. You know, was I still tired? Yeah, a little bit, but it was totally different, you know? Yeah. And I, and that five hours was enriching and engaging and fun. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't done halfway through, you know? And, um, and so, you know, that really did just make a big difference. And it's been a little while since I was tired and kind of cranky about getting up, mm. but it really made a difference for me to just remind myself of the honor that I have to make a difference for the people that make a difference. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. And then, that, yeah, that's a brilliant example. Yep. Totally. And then when I hear gracefully relentless, I was like, Oh, I don't have one of those. I need one. And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I kind of do. Yeah. Cause when I'm doing my work, who I say I am for people is the drill instructor for your greatness. Now that's not Ooh. two or three words, no, but that's okay. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the the whole point about resonance. Uh, yeah. What do I mean by that? So yeah. I put together a chart, one to ten of energy levels, and the question is, what level does leadership sit at? What energetic leader mm -hmm. level does leadership sit at? And um, and some people say, oh, it's got to be a nine, it's got to be a ten, or, or some people say, ah, oh, seven, whatever. I think it's eight and above. Eight mm -hmm. and, above. and the reason for that yeah. is, yes, the leader's got to give energy. So therefore, if I come from an eight, you pick it up as a seven, I'm giving you energy. Yeah, if I come there from you a go, seven, there you, go. you yeah. pick it up as a six, I'm not shifting you. If I come from a six, you pick it up as a five, I'm sucking your energy. So eight and above. Now, the other yeah. side of that is I deliberately don't go near nine or ten because that's this whole realm of perfection. And perfection yeah. doesn't exist. It's a total false misconception it's a construct that doesn't exist and if we pitch ourselves at that we are in for failure so therefore yeah. I'm, I'm happy for 20 percent stuff up allowance or yeah compassion allowance or yeah. whatever so therefore yeah when it comes to the resonance and and this is because uh, whoever the listeners are you may have your own phrase the question to ask yeah. yourself is what rating out of 10 would you give that phrase for how energizing it is for you so when I work yeah. with people, it's got to be at least an eight. Sometimes it's nine or 10. Yeah. I don't aim for nine or 10. Yeah. So therefore, the question for you is, have you got your phrase? Well, what rated out of 10? Um, yeah. You know, I make a difference to people who make a difference. Is that what's that? Oh, so you may say seven and a half. Great. What would need to happen to make it an eight or whatever yeah. your phrase is? If it's, oh, that's a yeah. solid eight, boom, you're there. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Good. So, uh, you know, I, I like this. I like this. Where, where next? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, well, I don't know. Do you want to work on yours or? I, well, you know, I have a question. I do. I actually have a question. Okay. And I, and I, and, and if this isn't inspiring you to talk about for very long, we can move on. But, but one of the things that I uh, have been thinking about a lot lately, given some of the coaching engagements I've been doing over the past year, and then thinking back about one of the ongoing things that's just, seems to be an issue. I decided I wanted to put my finger on it and I've got some thoughts, but I'd love to hear what you would say from your perspective. Sure. There are a lot of people I think that are amazing do do doers yeah. and they end up in, let's say in a corporate structure, particularly, and uh, they 
do, 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 do. Right. And they like, Oh, you know, if we need something done, we give it to her or we yep. give it to yep. him. Right. Yep. And they just get it done and they do, do, do. And yet they get passed up for promotions mm. and they don't get really acknowledged for it. But, and yet the whole department, if you asked anybody objectively, whose back are we riding on? Like everybody knows it, but they don't get promoted. They don't get you know, the same kind of raises that they think they should get. And, and I wonder what you think about that system, like the worker bee syndrome, right? Mm. Is that something that you bump into much in your, in your things or is that? So what's the question inside that? What is, what's up there? <laughs> like why? Cause it's not working, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they do so much work and yet they don't get, the the praise and or the the advancement potential that they would really like and yeah. which is part of the reason they're working so hard is so they can get promoted and stuff okay. but those seem to be the people that get stuck right okay okay so a couple of things turn up one is let's assume for a moment that their boss is not political that yeah yeah i mean it could be that but yeah yeah so let's assume that's not the case yeah. Um, I think it comes down to why are they doing what, what they are doing. Now, I know on the outside they're working, working, working. But when you look at the motivation, see, we live in two states, only two states. One is a state where our thinking has triggered our sympathetic nervous system and we feel the fight, flight, freeze state. Mm. So mm. if I'm coming from an inadequacy or I feel a sense of insecurity, that could be driving me. Yeah. Or if I'm coming from a sense of competitiveness, I want to beat the next guy, that could be driving me. But if you look at that in terms of how it turns up in the body, it turns up as a feeling that doesn't feel good. So we've got two states. One yeah. is what's called the primal state because it's been it's our thinking has triggered the primal part of the brain, the fight, flight, freeze part. How do we know if that's happened is because the feeling that we feel doesn't feel good. On the other hand, we could come from a powerful state where the feeling that we feel does feel good. Two states, that's it. We can't be yep. in one. We're either in one or the other. We can't be in both at the same yep. time. Okay. Binary. Correct. It's just black and, well, it's red and red and blue, but yeah, it's <laughs> binary. Um, yeah. Now, a motivation could come from red, from the, the primal state. It could come from a sen deep sense of insecurity. So therefore, I've got to prove myself. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. They're coming from a, an empty state. And so that's actually what's coming mm. across with the actions is there's this desperation or insecurity that sits yeah. inside it. Or they could be coming from, and so they are very um, dependent thinkers and, and yeah. they're coming from insecurity. Now, equally, still yeah. in that red or that primal state is they could be coming from deep competition, which is I want to beat yeah. you. But again, yeah. that's an agitated state. And so that's actually what comes across with the action. Now, that's very different yeah. than a person who's taking bold and inspired action from the blue or powerful state because there's a relaxedness, there's an openness, there's a genuineness. There is, see, interestingly, red is self orientated or, or the primal state. Yeah. Yeah. Blue, powerful state, is other orientated. Yeah. So think of it in terms of self Very interesting. Self obsessed yeah. versus other focused yeah now, leadership is yeah. clearly other focused and so if they're looking mm. for promotion 
where they're coming, genuinely where they're coming from is they want others to succeed, they want others to be supported, yep. they're doing these things, yep. there's generosity, blah, blah, blah. That's what comes across. There's a residue. When we do something, It's a, we can't not pick up the frequency of what the, where the person's coming from when they do it. Yeah. Now, either yep. there's, a, there's a no hangover, it's just very clean, they do it and they go, oh, that was great. Or there is this over, uh, sort of bad taste yeah. in my mouth, you know, that sort yeah. of thing. So yep. coming back to answering your question, uh, people could be doing, 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 but they need to reflect back what is their actual motivation. Is it coming from a deep yep. sense of red, doesn't feel good, therefore I've got to, uh, I've got to overcome that or yep. I've got to beat someone else out, which is still yep. self-orientated, or is it more the relaxed, the open, the generous, the other-focused? Yeah. So and so that in, yeah. in terms of promotion, who would you want to be promoting? Right. Because would you want to be promoting a self-centered person? What tip? You know, and it, it's funny you'd say that because I agree with you, and I think that I, I, I think that I have met a number of people who are maybe unconsciously self-obsessed. Right. They really do. They care so much. Right. And yet that caring has this way of when it comes from maybe an insecure or a worried place, it kind of loops back and it's about them again, even though they really care. Does that, I'm not expressing that very well, but I think that there is a, 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 one of the things that I say, this is, this is how I'll resolve. I'll get myself out of this mousetrap I've walked into. Um, You know, that being super self-aware has its massive upsides. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And yet being super self-aware can go over a cliff and start to have massive downsides too. Right. Yeah. Yep. I yep. think that's what I was stumbling around with. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So is there a question inside that? Yeah, I guess the question is how can someone who cares so much and is so uh and is so doing obsessed how can they free themselves from the the what they don't necessarily even realize is as a self-obsession on some level because they care about doing the job right and they care about you know getting it done and they care about you know and they genuinely care about those things mm. But what is the, you know, what is the way up and out of the, the downside of that? Yeah. So the word that I caught with what you're saying is they want to do the job right. And, and everyone is seeking ding, ding, to, ding. Yeah. to do a fantastic job and, and to do it right. I mean, that's, yeah. I think that's embedded into the soul is to do it right. Yeah. So I, yeah. I totally get it. But in today's world, that's also to get it perfect. And so, yeah. That's where I think that twenty percent stuff up allowance on self, because that twenty percent gives you compassion. Yeah. Um, where I haven't got it right, but that's okay because there are exigencies. Yeah. I didn't get enough sleep to do the right job, or uh, I've got to give myself yeah. compassion, especially in, in today's world. So I think the the piece that's missing inside of all that, because you can do 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 until you run out. And yeah. the job really, the question to yeah. ask is how sustainable is my current state? Yeah. Because the red state, the primal state, is consuming or exhausting. You can run yeah. um, and run, 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 and then you're, you know, up until about 30, 40, I'm, you know, I'm in, 
I'm in my first sixties. Yeah. You don't have the same energy, yeah. right? So you've got to be far more yeah. conservative with your energy. You've got to ask the question: Is it sustainable? Now, the blue yeah. state is sustainable. So yeah. it comes back to the reason why they're doing it. What's driving them? Is that sustainable? Yeah. And if not, what needs to happen to make it sustainable? Yeah. I, this is. I, I, thanks for just chasing this down with me. I, I think it's really clarified my view of this. And I think one of the big things, because I'm holding all these people in my head as we're talking about them, right. And I'm running these heuristics against my experience of them. And I think there is this level of what I might call a lack of self compassion. Uh, Okay. That I think is a somewhat common element there. right? Right. Right. And so that, that self-compassion and so i'm coining a term and i it's and i and i mean it to be a triggering term around this like i want if people get triggered by it that means that i'm that that they need to talk about it right yeah. but i call it i call it leadership me time yeah and, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah right and, yeah, yeah. and one yeah. of the things that i think about this this realm along with everything that we've just uncovered that I think fits like a glove is that people in that position, they do, 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 do all the time. They never, ever make leadership me time. Hmm. Number one to, to actually lead. They're always following by just doing the do right. They never actually take time to sit down and think strategically and make suggestions and show up as a leader along with all that doing. Because the doing seems like the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I got to get that done. How am I ever? I don't have leadership, right? But I love saying leadership me time just because I can imagine that it's triggering if to somebody in that state. And then we can talk about why is it triggering? Well, one might be a lack of self-compassion mm-hmm. and just a, like what happened? What would what does leadership me time even look like? Why would you be triggered by it? Let's talk about what it even is, you know, and what does that uh, you know, what have we just made it mean that gets us a, a little bit like, oh, well, what leadership, what are you talking about? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So a couple of things turn up when you say that. I'd like to offer a refinement, if I could, to yeah, please, yes. leadership yeah. we time. Oh, that's good. Because when you're spending time, you say, well, I'm spending time with myself. No, no, you're actually spending time with yourself and silence, or you're spending yeah. time with yourself self-reflecting so you're you're acknowledging your body and so this concept of we rather than me i think is essential because there's you and then there's your purpose statement which is like your cord that cut that that plugs you into the the power supply so it's a we in combination we are transmitting out so yeah and i think um this whole thing of of it's all to do with me, it, then you've got to come up with the energy yourself, whereas opposed to if it's we. And now the we also yeah. extends to your yeah. tribe or the people who support you, the people yes. who have your back. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. Me yeah. time is me and my thoughts, me and reflection, yeah. me and yeah. – but it's me and something else, so it's we time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. I like that. Because the two most powerful words for a leader to utter are we and together. Yeah. So rather than yep. you, you made a mistake. It's look, we made a mistake, and together we will do something about it. Mm. As opposed to where you made a mistake, so what are you going to do about it? Which is isolating. Yeah, there's well, putting a distance, and it it speaks to two very different 
leadership philosophies, doesn't it? Because I think that uh, you you couldn't say we and together inauthentically and have it work. (laughs) And I think that there are just some people who wouldn't even think to say we and together, right? (laughs) So, you know, I think it points to two different, uh, really fundamentally different approaches. Well, at a neurobiological level, we moves us to a prefrontal cortex and the uh, it's where things combine. So you yeah. feel it, it builds trust. We, we're part of yeah. something, we belong together. Whereas you, I trigger your sympathetic nervous system. You go into a yeah. minor fight, flight, or freeze. You've yeah. got to do something about this. <gasps> yeah. That's what goes on. And that actually restricts yeah. your thinking. You, you're unable yeah. to come up with solutions and, and therefore you are more able to be led. Yeah. Whereas the we, yeah. if we say, look, we can do it, what are your thoughts? Let's do this collaboratively. Then yeah. you're, you've actually been moved into a higher thinking process. Um, yeah. Man, there was a second thing I was going to say, but I can't remember what it was. Um, what were you saying before this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not leadership me time before oh, that's that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. The leadership me time. I mean, and I yeah. can imagine un- unpacking that as leadership me time just to kind of get everybody's feathers up and then m- rolling it over to it's actually leadership we time. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. But so the second what thing, were you the say? thing is, yeah. um, see, the multiple, there are multiple dimensions, multiple identities as a leader. So yeah. you can say, okay, so Bruce, what sort of leader are you? And you can say, well, I am a, and then put an adjective. I am a yeah. something leader. I am a compassionate leader or I am a driven yeah. leader or I am a whatever it is. And most people don't have that degree of clarity. Now, sometimes it's I am an adjective and adjective leader. So I did an exercise recently with a CEO. And um, I said, so what are you? Are you an advocate? Are you a facilitator? Are you a CEO? Are you a leader? So the first thing in the noun, I've got to get the noun right. I'm a leader. Now, the next word, we spent ages. What sort of leader are you? What do you mean? Yeah, what sort of, and we, we spent time, we had to get to an eight, you know, that's where leadership energization happens. And yep. interestingly, his was, I am an energizing leader. And as soon as he, we got there, we went, oh, wow, that's me, this, this, that, the other thing. Yeah. Now, yeah. now he's going to live up to it because that he now is very clear about who he is to himself. So yeah. in the context of what you're saying, so his name is Dean. He said, um, so Dean, you're an energizer. Oh, absolutely. All right, cool. So how do you energize yourself? How do you energize <laughs> your people? How do you energize, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. So yep. it very much depends. You've got to get to what is the resonant. Now, very few people will say, I'm a depleting, I'm an exhausting leader. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. what they do, or that's their impact. But they'll never, but as soon as they state it, I am a such and so, they go, oh, man, no, I'm not. Yeah. Is, okay, so if that's what you say you are, yeah. here's the other interesting one. I did this with another guy, another CEO, and he said, I am a trusting, uh, sorry, I am a trusted leader. I am a trust, you know, you felt really good about it. Well, I wasn't quite there. Yeah. I wasn't quite there, but you felt yeah. pretty good about yeah. it. We had another conversation the next week, and he had difficulty delegating. <laughs> and and, and yeah. so I said, hang on, hang on. You're saying you're a trusted, people can trust you, but you don't trust other people. And so with a slight change in the wording, he became a trusting leader. That changed his whole approach. So the power yeah. of that, what I call a resonant identity, yes, yes, is powerful. So you said earlier about the me time. 
what turned yep. up in my head was, ah, so I wonder what their identity is unto themselves as a leader. Yeah. I am a yeah. compassionate self-leader. Self-leader, okay. Yeah. All right, well, what are you? Now, most people don't think yeah. at this level, but that is so powerful because once you have clarity, you go, well, now I know how I need to behave. Yeah. Yep. It is amazing. I mean, it, it just puts me back to the incredible power of language. Totally. Yeah. What a thing. Oh, my yeah. gosh. You know, yeah. like uh, there's a reason that that's always the first thing in the spiritual books, right? <laughs> you know, and then there was the word, right? Yeah. The word yeah. was good. And it's yeah. like, wow. <laughs> um, ding, 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 right? The, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Just the incredible power of words. So Bruce, I, I know that um, we're getting to the bottom of the hour here and uh, you know, I, I, I don't think either of us have to absolutely go this second. So I want to ask you bef before we kind of wrap sure, it up, sure. is there anything that I, that I didn't ask you that you were thinking about or anything that you think, Oh yeah, let me, you know, this one more thing, John. Uh, well, yeah. Okay, so there's a bit of a backstory to this, but I think it's really important. Yeah. yeah. That is that, so this truth came at a vital time in my life. So uh, about four and a half years ago, two daughters, younger one, Danny, elder one, Kylie. Uh, the younger one, Danny, 25, was diagnosed with lymphoma cancer, oh. which was Absolute devastating, and I mean, at an existential level, this just ripped. I, oh. I, I literally felt like there's not words. The skin yeah. had been taken off my body. Anyway, oh. during the process of that, and, and and unfortunately, she did pass. Now, oh, Bruce, as that I'm was so sorry. As that was happening, of course, I felt um, out of my depth. I, I I really didn't know how to act, and I, I just felt shell shocked. So I got counselling, and. This lady was very forthright, and, uh, and I, so I said, explained it to her and say, this is the situation. She said, look, I've got to tell you something, Bruce, up front. Quite strong, actually. And I said, oh. Because yeah, uh -huh. you say <laughs> counseling, you know, it's softer. She said, yeah. there's absolutely nothing wrong with Danny. I went, what? She said, there's absolutely nothing wrong with Danny. Parts of her have cancer. Now, what a subtlety, but what a distinction. Because in that moment, I realized I had been talking to Danny as a broken or as a, as a, as a, as a failing, as, a, as an unhealthy, as a, as a diminished person. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But she said, there is nothing wrong with Danny. Danny is intact. Parts of her have cancer. Whew. And I mean, that struck the truth of that struck me. And it just totally yeah. changed my perspective on Danny. I now spoke to it, to the entirety, to the, to the, yeah. The, the, in the attack, Danny, and yes, yeah. obviously we have to deal with the the diminished Danny. Now, yeah. what's the relevance of this to do with leadership? Is that we all have our own doubts, we all have our own anxieties, and and so on. There is nothing wrong with you. Parts of you are leaking energy. There is nothing wrong with your people. Parts of them are leaking energy. It's our job as a leader to help them refocus that energy. And obviously we need the understanding as how to do that. But if yeah. you approach yourself and your people from that perspective, there are parts of me that aren't working so well. Fundamentally, yeah. I'm intact. Then that straight away, 
that gives you something solid to work out from and recognizing there's areas to work on. But it's yeah. it's not that, geez, I'm so broken, I'm so this, I'm so that. No, no, yeah. parts of you. So that would be the final, my final message would be, you're fine. You know, you're, you're working well. The you of you, parts of you are leaking energy and not doing so, not doing as well as you'd like. Yeah. So it's subtle distinction. Yeah. Wow. That's, thank you for sharing that. And I'm, I'm very sorry for your loss and what a thing to, to get out of that. I think that, you know, that will, that must make a difference for lots and lots of people that you touch. Yeah. That's, that's one of the, there are a number of things in that whole journey as traumatic as it was, there are a whole mm. lot of Danny's gifts and that was one of them, yeah. mm. um, which are now embedded as part of pillars of my life. Yeah. Um, and it's how I continue to honor her life and, and yeah. what she stood for. But I, I was, I was introduced to many truths, which I think are re- yeah. resonant truths. And that was one. Yeah. Well, and you know, if, if I may, um, the thing that I would just like to thank you for that I got on a completely different level, I, I often say, speak to your people like they're great, no matter how they're behaving in the moment, which I think right, was right. just another way to say yeah, what you yeah, just said. Yeah, yeah, totally. The place yeah. where I had never linked that, that, though, was for me. Even on a wow. bad day, yeah, I can speak to myself like I'm great, no matter how I'm acting or feeling in the moment. And I don't know why that made me cry, yeah. but that is going to make a difference for me. Thank you, Danny. And I will make sure that makes a difference for as many people as I can possibly touch. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I, this is, I, I've enjoyed, I feel, I feel a kindred spirit and, and I just love your yeah. phrase of making a difference to the people who want to make a difference. I mean, that totally resonates. And, and I thank you very much for this opportunity. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining me in that, Bruce. And I think that you have, and I think that you do, and you will continue to. So uh, I'll look forward to talking to you again. We'll have to have you come back again and and check in with us down the road. And, um, you know, you can find Bruce. We'll put those things in the show notes. Uh, You can go to his website at flowpreneur.com or .co.co, I keep saying it's co and linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Bruce S Ross and Bruce. Thank you for taking the time and zipping your electrons all the way over here from New Zealand (laughs) to be with me. And, uh, and I'll look forward to, to talking with you again. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining the speak like a leader podcast. Go be awesome.